Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is the Pulse of St. Louis. Welcome to the Pulse of St. Louis. I'm Shirley Washington. You know, the Gateway City's newest attractions are getting rave reviews. The St. Louis Aquarium at Union Station and the Wheel at St. Louis Union Station are the talk of the town. So what makes them so unique? Well, let's find out. Joining me now, Tammy Brown. She is executive director of the St. Louis Aquarium at Union Station. Amelia Rogers, education curator of the St. Louis Aquarium Foundation. And Michael Torrance, he's here. He's operations manager of the St. Louis Wheel. Thank you all so much for being here. I appreciate it. Tammy, let's talk about the aquarium. Opened on Christmas Day. We did. We what did. was the reception? It has been amazing, absolutely amazing. From Christmas Day at noon when we opened until the Sunday after New Year's, literally every 15-minute slot was sold out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what was your reaction? Um, it has just been so wonderful to see guests in the aquarium enjoying what, we're, um, what we've been working on and planning all this time. So it has been celebratory for us. Oh, I bet. How many people showed up on Christmas Day? Do you know? Christmas Day, it was nearly 6,000 guests. Wow. Yeah. Did that exceed your expectation or did Completely. you guys? Really? Yes. Oh, absolutely. that is awesome. That's awesome. Michael, tell us about the wheel. We know that's open too. It opened ahead of schedule one day, September 30th. How's that going? Oh, the wheel is, it's spinning. <laughs> I'd like to tell everyone, though, it's doing very well. Um, you know, we've been very busy uh, for the, for the last three months we've been open. So real excited and you know, the team is excited that the guests are enjoying their time on the wheel. So um, it's just uh, been just a really good, fun time down at the wheel for us. And we're just excited to take care of uh, the St. Louis area. Yeah, and 42 gondolas on it, I understand, right? 42 gondolas. We have uh, 41 regular, uh, one VIP, which is four leather captain's chairs, um, has a glassless floor. So it's really cool, really awesome. Um, and for all of them though, you get a really nice view of the St. Louis area. It's about a 20 mile um, visibility radius that you'll see throughout the um, city of St. Louis. That's awesome. And they are climate control, I understand, They right? are, yep, they are climate control. So we try to keep temperature um, in the 72 degree range to kind of keep everyone nice and comfy all year long. Yeah, and there's music? There is music, so we do have music I inside the, uh, uh -huh. all of our gondolas, so kind of listen to some tunes while enjoying your ride on the wheel. And the light display is amazing. Oh, absolutely, yep. Okay. We do uh, light, dispo uh, light displays. We do one for the different times of the season. We can do a gender reveal on the wheel. Um, so if you want to do an engagement package or a birthday package where you want to choose your favorite color, you can. I didn't know that. Absolutely. See, I learned something new today. Absolutely. Amelia, tell me about the foundation because I understand that this is a unique opportunity from some, with some programs for children to attend the aquarium free of charge. Can we talk about some of those yeah, programs? so the St. Louis Aquarium Foundation has a program called our H2O Friends and stands for Help to Our Friends. And that program provides free field trips for underserved students to visit the aquarium. That is awesome. Now, are, are there also curriculum-based programs available for teachers? 
Yeah, so we have STEM-based education classes that can be an add-on experience to an aquarium field trip. Those classes are 45 minutes long and they're aligned to state learning standards. We're starting them in March and for our first spring semester, so for March, April, and May, we're focusing on middle school and then starting fall of 2020, we'll open it up with education classes for K through 12. And so how does it work if there is a school district or a school that is interested in participating in the programs? What do they need to do? So all they need to do is go to the St. Louis Aquarium website and you fill out a field trip inquiry form. And on that form, it asks if you are interested in applying for the H2O Friends Scholarship. And if you do that, um, check the box and then you'll get an email letting you know if you're if you will be receiving funding for that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Tammy, let's go back to the aquarium. Tell us about the exhibits, because I asked you earlier, I said, so is it all done now? And you're like, uh, well, no, <laughs> there's still a lot to do. Well, it, it, I think the truth is, you know, yeah, we were ready to open. We had animals in every exhibit. Everybody was ready to go with the technology and all that good stuff. Um, but it's ever changing, you know, the fish will keep growing, the habitats change as they kind of settle into a natural state. We'll keep adding new animals for our animal encounters. Um, we'll keep adding new animals into the exhibits, bringing new people, or new species. <laughs> We're gonna have new people on display. <laughs> right, exactly. New species into right. the exhibits. Um, and so it just is an ever evolving um, thing to see. Tell us about some of the species that are currently on display. I mean, give us a sense of what the experience is like for visitors when they attend the aquarium. So it's an amazing combination of technology and aquariums. So when you first get there, we really celebrate the train history of the building. So you get onto um, a wonderful lobby that has a LED screen, just like the grand lobby in the nice. Union Station Hotel. And then you get into a little train ride and it, um, takes you from 1894 St. Louis history to dive into the Mississippi River and then all the way to the Gulf of Mexico. So you really have an introduction that is focused on trains and then um, you get to explore the aquarium. Yeah. And the very first place that you see is what's in our own backyard. So the Mississippi River and Missouri River. Then we go into um, what looks like the Global River um, experience. There's a touch pool in there. We have piranha. And then, of course, you get to our otters, and everybody yes. loves them so much, Sawyer and Thatcher and Finn. Yeah. So tell me about the plan for scaling the aquarium. Is there such a plan in existence? I mean, what do you do? Like you said, the aquarium is open, but there's always new creatures coming in and things going on. Right, right. So our animal care team is, you know, keeping a close eye on all of the animals, making sure that they're healthy and, and vital and happy where they are. Um, and then we'll try um, adding some new things and seeing what happens. There's also something called enrichment for our animals. So for example, the octopus is starting to get its food out of a toy because that is enrichment for the animal. Wow, so there's a lot to learn at the aquarium. Absolutely. Yeah, so Amelia, tell me about some of the other programs that are available for students and school districts. So we also have our Conservation and Education Center, and this is a free admission space that people can enjoy before or after their aquarium visit. And I think that is a really educational um, experience for anyone who enters. There's different exhibits about water conservation and water stewardship in there. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So are there samples of water from like around the region or are, there, are we focusing on like the Merrimack River or the Mississippi River or anything like that? 
So we do have an exhibit that shows how the flow of the Mississippi and Missouri River have changed over time. And we also have a few animals um, in the Conservation and Education Center, some local species, turtles and a salamander and some fish too. Yeah. Michael, what do you think about the wheel? What's your favorite part? Um, you know, my favorite part of the wheel is um, just when I'm all the way at the top when we're in our loading and unloading process and I am at the top just getting to see the whole St. Louis area where we get to stop and just, you know, for about two, three minutes while we're loading um, another group on to the wheel and just can snap a lot of really cool photos from up there. Um, you know, I think uh, you get two different perspectives from the day and the night because um, night it's, uh, it's different and, you know, but days, same thing, it's really cool kind of seeing everything. Um, it was also really cool when it snowed. We were open because we were oh, kind of wow. like the, uh, you, uh, United States Postal Service, we are open, you know, so we will, we will still deliver right. for you. Um, well, that's good to know because I have to be honest with you, I was thinking about coming down, I think it was November 30th, but the weather was really foggy mm -hmm. and it was cold and wet. And I said, eh, I'm not going to go because I'm not going to be able to see anything. We probably should have come anyway now that I think about it. Yeah, you know, on, on fog days, it, it can be a little challenging, yeah. but... You know, it's not too bad. Of it's still a really good view. You mm -hmm. know, and like I said, it's just seeing the city from uh, from just different perspectives and when the different weather. And so, what does it take to keep the wheel going? I mean, you're the operations manager. What does that mean? Um, you know, it takes uh, for us. We just need an operator. You know, mm -hmm. operator and staff. Uh, you know, with our wheel, um, basically the operations team. I have my operators that are in charge of. Uh, maintaining the operating of the wheel. I have the loading staff that kind of assist guests on the wheel and also, you know, just make sure they're doing their checks, looking to make sure that if any guests need assistance, we can assist them. So, you know, we do um, our maintenance team, they do a really, um, really, really, um, you know, very detailed checklist every morning where we have to climb uh, 90 feet to the spoke of the wheel every morning and we check every uh, inch of that wheel to make sure that everything's intact before we operate that morning. So um, so it's a, probably about a three hour process of just our daily, three, four hour process just for our daily checks. Wow. Just to make sure that we're ready to open. Our guys get here right around between five and six a.m. in the morning to get the daily inspections done and then we're open for the public. That is good to know. And you do this every day? Every day. That's awesome. Yep, every day. That's awesome. Now, are there any restrictions, like any height restrictions or anything like that? You know, because sometimes you go to certain amusement parks and they say, well, if you're not yeah. this tall, you can't well, ride this for ride. The, um, uh, for the wheel, there's no restrictions other than we just ask for a responsible um, adult, 16 and older, that if you're going with kids to uh, uh, be accompanied, that children under 16 need to be accompanied by an adult that's 16 and older. That's just kind of what we, you know, recommend in, uh, for our wheel. Um, it's just, other than that though, um, it's uh, ADA accessible, so we can take care of anyone. So just come and have just a good ride. Absolutely. That and we also great. have the carousel and the mini golf, mm -hmm. which is... Tell uh, me about that. Um, you know, the carousel, um, you know, we it's, different, it's a little different from a lot of carousels because most carousels are just all horses. So we have some various different animal, uh, animals, ostrich, uh, we also have elephants, lions, eagle. So it's just really cool that you see um, that it's not just your conventional 
um, carousel that has got various different animals, which is very cool and very um, fun. And it seems to get a great reception from a lot of guests where, you know, kind of reliving their uh, childhood of, of the carousels. And, you know, if you just need a little uh, nice 18 holes of fun, just kind of, you know, play around. You know, we have a nice little mini golf course, which is uh, really cool and really awesome as well. So as I like to tell folks, this, uh, the wheel is a great date night. <laughs> and you can get dinner or lunch, Absolutely. right, at the Soda Fountain, right? Absolutely. Go to Soda Fountain, train shed, uh, to get a nice meal and have a real nice date night at Union Station. I like that. Date night. Yeah. So, Amelia, give us the background on the foundation, because I'm not sure a lot of people are even aware that the St. Louis Aquarium Foundation exists. Yeah, so we are the nonprofit partner to the aquarium, and our mission is to engage the community through providing access and education programs and serving as the region's recognized voice for water stewardship. So we do a lot of conservation partnerships with other organizations, and then we have our H2O Friends program to provide access, and we also oversee the volunteer program. Nice. So do you need volunteers? We definitely need volunteers, yeah. So we have two volunteer opportunities that we're um, utilizing right now. One is the volunteer ambassador role in the aquariums. They're helping with guest services in the aquarium. And then we have education volunteers that are helping us out in the education center. And then also they'll be helping us out with our field trip groups when they begin in March. Nice. And then if someone wants to volunteer, what should they do? So if you want to volunteer, just go to the St. Louis Aquarium website. And if you scroll down to the bottom, you can click on volunteer and fill out an application online. We'll have you attend an orientation and a training, and then we'll get you in volunteering. Sounds good. I want to talk about employment opportunities when we come back. All right. So we've got to take a break. When we come back, if you're interested in a job, looking for a job, we've got information for you. Stay with us back in a moment. To hear more, listen to the podcast. Just search for The Pulse of St. Louis. Welcome back to The Pulse of St. Louis. Tonight we are talking about St. Louis's two newest, hottest, hottest attractions. The St. Louis Wheel and the St. Louis Aquarium. I know if you haven't been there, I'm telling you, you better get it on your list because it's really something to see. Both venues are pretty incredible. Tammy, I want to talk about employment opportunities, though. Still hiring? We the aquarium? Are. Yeah, we sure are, especially for our guest experience associate positions. Those are the folks who do everything from selling tickets to telling you about the animal you're looking at, um, at the, in the aquarium. And then what kind of experience do they need to have to apply for these respective positions? We are looking for people who love people and love talking to guests and are outgoing. And then we'll teach you everything you need to know about the animals. And so what is the training process like? Well, um, we'll get you in and we'll start uh, with something simple like passing out a scavenger hunt card or um, having a chance to load the trains um, or something like that. And then during that time, we'll also be giving you materials to review and learn about our animals. And once we are confident that you're ready and you feel confident, then you're out on the floor. So give us a sense of the pay range, because of course people want to know, what do these positions pay? Of course. So our guest experience associate positions are $11 an hour. Okay, and then what do they do if they are interested in applying? Is this something that we do online? Do they come down to the aquarium? How does that work? Yeah, just go to stlewisaquarium.com and go all the way to the bottom. You'll see a careers tab and there's a place you can apply on there. So how many current employees are there at the aquarium? We have about 90 employees and we probably need to add another 10 or 15. Oh, okay. You know, what we didn't talk about was the water. How much water is in the aquarium. So we're managing about a million gallons of water. 
It's a lot. That's a lot of water. <laughs> it, it is. We've got a team that does nothing but take care of our water for us. And then how does that work? Because Michael told us about the inspections on the wheel every single day. What do you have to do to maintain the water at the aquarium? Right, so there are, it's called life support system technicians and they test the water for different elements. Um, they keep an eye on the temperature and the salinity if it's salt water or pH levels if it's fresh water, you know, all these chemicals. And um, that's all they do all day is make sure that it's right for the animals. And your background, I mean, this is not the first time that you've worked with an aquarium. That's true. Tell us about your background. I came from the Cleveland Aquarium where I had the opportunity to open it about eight years ago. It was also in a historic building. So, um, and then had the chance to operate that with an amazing team for eight years. So building in a, gr in a great team here and um, doing the same thing. All right, Michael, give me a sense of your job and what you do. How did you get the experience that you have that afforded you the opportunity to be the operations manager? So it goes back to 1997 when I started as a 15-year-old team member at uh, Carowinds, a steam park in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, and just worked my way up through the ranks, uh, becoming a, a seasonal supervisor, lead, uh, area supervisor, becoming a full-time manager at King's Dominion in uh, Doswell, Virginia, out, right outside of Richmond. Um, and you know, worked my way up through the ranks there. Um, moved back, did some consulting, uh, some amusement consulting for about a year. Took time off just to get out of the day-to-day uh, -day theme park uh, industry, just well, day-to-day -day theme park business for uh, about a year. And then I moved to St. Louis to work for Six Flags, and then uh, the opportunity came open here. And you know. Wow, and look at you now. Yeah, so the trajectory is like. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> what do you like most about theme parks? Um, you know, I would definitely say the people. Um, I think the biggest uh, biggest thing being in the industry for over twenty years um, is building the relationships. And there's folks that I know from 1997 that I started with that I still talk to to this day. So I would say it's definitely the people portion is the um, the most um, um, enjoyable part of it is just because we work a lot of hours and you're there with each other to, uh, together. And you know, so you just build those, those friendships and, and you just learn a lot from uh, various different people and backgrounds and things of that nature. So I would say that's probably the most, uh, what I've enjoyed the, the most about being in this industry. Yes, they sort of like become your second family. Your Absolutely. Because you're with them all Absolutely. the time. Absolutely, <laughs> with them all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right. Amelia, you know I was coming to you next, right? <laughs> Let's talk about um, being a curator. First of all, what does that mean for someone who may not know? And yeah. then how did you um, secure your opportunity? Well, a curator means to manage a collection. Um, so as the education curator, I'm the director of education, essentially. And my background is in nonprofit management. I've worked in different animal welfare organizations at management or director levels. Um, and then St. Louis is my hometown, so when this position became available, I just thought this was such a great opportunity to be a part of something that's so good for our community. Um, and then also doing that for my hometown made it mean even more. Yeah. Tammy, talk about why these venues are so important to our region. I mean, we know they're fun places to go and to visit, and as Mike said, great date, date night you know, opportunities, but why is this so important for the region? I think two reasons, really. <clears throat> Sorry, first um, is just that I've heard so many people say that the revitalization of Union Station is so important to them and to see so many people just walking around and having a great time in that area 
has been really meaningful to people who've been in St. Louis for a long time. And then the second um, that's focused really more on the aquarium itself, we're really looking at creating a new generation of people who are water stewards and who are careful with what they do and how they treat the planet. And uh, introducing them to these amazing aquatic animals and then helping them understand how they can take care of the water is a really important um, part of why I do what I do. Yeah, and then how many visitors do you anticipate will actually drop by the aquarium every year? We are looking at about 1 million, maybe a little bit more, 1.2 million guests every year. That's awesome. It is. I mean, that's on the scale of the zoo in, here in St. Louis, I think the numbers are a little bit higher, aren't they? I think. Probably, I yeah. do my research, yeah. but that's incredible. I think that's going to be a magnet for the city and especially in the downtown area to, to give us something to do because a lot of times, Amelia, people come to town and it's like, oh, well, there really isn't much to do downtown. <laughs> well, now they can't right. say that. That's right. <laughs> now, you know, there are lots of things to do in downtown. And then talk about, Michael, if you will, the concept of the restaurants, the hotel, the wheel, and the aquarium, and how it all meshes together and why it works so well. You know, I think the beauty of it all is for a guest that comes to, um, that is coming for a convention for the Union, at the Union Station Hotel, where you spend so, all day just going through booths or in, in meetings and breakouts, where it's just, oh my goodness, just the grind of, of those type of conventions and trade shows, I've done plenty over the years myself, where now you have the opportunity to kind of, you know, just digress from the day and go out to have a nice meal at the train shed. And while, you know, I always tell folks you can kind of have a quick breakout on the wheel, where you can have a quick 15 minute session to just clear your, talk, head. Clear your head or mm -hmm. talk about, review, recap your day mm -hmm. um, on, on the wheel. Or, you know, people do business uh, on the golf course on a regular. Well, you can do mini business on the mini golf course yep. Uh, yep. there as well. So just kind of, you know, tying it all together that there's so much to do. And with the different folks coming, uh, coming around and also having, you know, the hotel along with the food locations and, and the attractions that we do have kind of can tie it all together that everyone can kind of say, I enjoyed my stay in, um, at, this, at the Union Station Hotel. And there's, various different things to do, not just going to meetings, eating dinner and going to bed. So it can kind of make that, that time here and that visit just a little more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. That will hopefully bring you back. Yeah. Tammy, I think um, Michael raises an interesting point um, that these venues will probably serve as great magnets to bring conventions to town. I mean, is, was that part of the thought process or thinking at all in the planning? Oh, certainly, yeah. We're working closely with Explore St. Louis to think about how do we bring in not only those convention uh, attendees, but also um, tourists from around the region, around the nation, really. Yeah. And then is there a huge campaign, an ad campaign that's rolling? Because I have seen some commercials. <laughs> <laughs> we are promoting a little bit locally. Um, honestly, we don't want to promote too much because we're already selling out on weekends. And, really? Right. And so we don't want to say, come on over. Oh, but we don't have any tickets. So. <laughs> right. Wow. Right. That is good to know that you are selling out on weekends already. Yes, so we highly recommend getting onto our website and um, reserving tickets in advance so that you get here and can visit when you want to visit. Um, we've, it's, it's heartbreaking to us when somebody arrives and we have to say, we're so sorry, we're sold out and you can't visit today. So wow. 
plan ahead. Yeah, wow. please. I want to talk a little bit more about that when we come back. Got to take a break. Stay with us. We'll have hours of operation, um, price of admission, and all that good stuff for you when we come back. Stay with us. Back in a moment. Welcome back, Amelia. Before we went to break, we were talking about the aquarium actually sells out. <laughs> that was stunning to me. I had no idea that really happens. Yeah, there's lots of enthusiasm in our community about the aquarium. So we've been selling out a lot. And that's why, like Tammy said, we just recommend that people purchase tickets online in advance. And then Tammy, what are the price of tickets? It's $25 for adults, $18 for kids, three to 12. If you're two or under, you're free. Oh, that's good to know. And now you said something interesting about how many people are allowed in the aquarium at a certain time. Tell me about that. Right. So those time tickets just help to flow the attendance. So every 15 minutes we let in a certain number of time tickets and a certain number of pass holders. And that way it doesn't get overcrowded. Perfect. And then Michael, tell me hours of operation and price of admission for the wheel. So for the wheel, we are open 10 a.m. until 10 p.m., um, 365 days a year. All right. How much does it cost to ride the uh, wheel? It is fifteen dollars for an adult, ten dollars for a child, for a child, and then children under uh, two and under are free. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. We're so excited and so proud of the wheel and the aquarium. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for joining us this week for the Pulse of St. Louis. If you missed any part of the show, be sure to download the Pulse of St. Louis podcast in the iTunes or Google Play stores. And remember, for news twenty four seven, download the free Fox Two and News Eleven apps. I will see you next time. You guys did a great job.